Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we discuss, educate and talk about industry news and hot topics, company reviews and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International. With a career covering nearly two decades, Mining International partners with new and junior miners and larger predominant players in the market. With no further ado, here is your host, Rob Tyson. Hi, mining community. Welcome again to another episode of the Dig Deep, the Mining Podcast. And today, today's guest is Paul Gill, who is the CEO and director of Lomico Metals. Um, who... Lomico Metals focus on the exploration and development of minerals for new green economies such as lithium and graphite. Um, I'm interested in talking to Paul about the sort of new green economy, which we often hear about, and I want to find out why it's important for sustainable um, and for the future of mining. So I want to welcome Paul. How are you going, Paul? Good, thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries. Appreciate you taking the time out to uh, to do this podcast. So um, for our audience, I wondered if you can give us a, a, a bit of a background about yourself um, and obviously what you're what you're doing now. So a background a little bit from, I suppose, uh, from when you graduated to where you are today. Sure. Um, I, I went to Simon Fraser University in in uh, Vancouver, Canada here and uh, actually studied uh, political science and English okay. and uh, started, a career, started a career with the government for about 10 years before I switched over to the private sector and I had started a consulting company that um, worked at uh, doing a number of different things for companies and I happened upon a public company that needed help restructuring. That public company was called Norismont Mining and I subsequently uh, looked around for, uh, you know, mining executives, and there was none to be had at that point in time. This is about 2001, and so I ended up uh, helping the company structure. Get uh, was on the board and as a as a management member for a while, and then we uh, really got the company uplisted and uh, started uh, a uh, extensive exploration program for copper in Peru um, based on a joint venture with Rio Tinto and so we eventually built the project up as copper was rising and then I came off the board in 2006 but the company was subsequently sold to Hud Bay Minerals in 2011 and is an operating mine today that's a a very massive uh, 30,000 ton per day mine so uh, after that experience we we participated in uh, a couple other ventures in Peru, but then I eventually wanted to focus on something that I thought was going to be um, the the real future, and that's where I came to the conclusion that lithium and graphite and all these electric vehicle and green energy materials were really going to be required, and uh, and so that's when I turned my focus to those, and then eventually ended up with. Um, uh, strategic and tactical choice of graphite, yeah. uh, which I call the the dark horse of the uh, of the of the uh, electric vehicles. Yeah, 
No worries. And obviously today um, we we speak about uh, Lamoco um, in a little bit more detail. Um, but so obviously we hear more about sort of the, the greener economy in the mining industry more lately um, than we did a few years ago. Why is that? Why are we just hearing about the greener greener economy in terms of mining now when I suppose this this sort of subject has been around in other industries probably quite quite a long time ago but we only seem to be hearing it more more recently yeah i think what's happened is that there's more public awareness now about um, minerals that are required for these new economies and these new um new types of industries rare earths are, are becoming quite popular uh and requirement and then as um as investors, uh, I'm sorry, as companies go into these um, um, types of industries where those materials are required, they're going to they chew up the the existing supply of materials, and then new uh, new mines need to be started. And I think right now what we're seeing is that there's um, uh, you know when there is a pinch in supply, as there was in lithium in 2016, all of a sudden there's a huge um, increase in the price of lithium, uh, 2016, 2018. And, uh, that has never really gone down to the, the level it was before that. So we're seeing these, um, situations in which, uh, it's critical to have the supply. And of course, if you're building cars or any kind of other long-term industrial, uh, kind of project, you need to have a surety of supply it's very important to have 10 years worth of materials and redundancy in your supply chain. And so now as that is rolling out, more and more people are hearing about it Yeah, in the investing community. Yeah. In the investing community, it's, uh, it's becoming quite popular. Yeah. Um, so what would you, obviously you've been, in, you've been involved in, like you mentioned earlier in copper and now more in lithium and graphite. Um, so what, what's the relationship between the major trends around a greener economy um, in the industry, i.e. electric vehicles, solar panel, obviously all the materials that are needed for, for these industries and traditional mining? Yeah, um, what I've noticed in the past is that there's a big relationship between an industry uh, that's been developed, especially electronics and, and copper. Um, you know, that's the main material driver of innovation in, in, uh, in various different electronics, along with silicon and everything else. But uh, it's about the materials. And so when I look forward 50 years, I look at the materials that will be used in, in construction, in, in electronics, in, in vehicles. And I see graphite and lithium and uh, materials like that being very, very prevalent. And that's why we're focused on them, because they are tied to industry. Graphite is used in steelmaking. Graphite is used in electric vehicles. And I think it has a real role to play, and people don't know this, uh, it has a real role to play in the new 3D printing and additive manufacturing sector as well. Okay. And so, so, I mean, what else would you say graphite, and lithium are used for part, uh, uh, apart from obviously the electric vehicle market, which I suppose is prominent at the moment. What else is lithium and graphite used for? 
Well, lithium is is a really interesting chemical in that um, certainly it could be used in in uh, pharmaceuticals yeah. and uh, things like that and other types of manufacturing. And graphite, for instance, is used in anything from brake shoes to lubricants, dry lubricants, where you can't use um, water-based um, lubricants. Uh, it's used in um, a, a number of composites. Uh, and, of course, there's uh, conversion to synthetic graphite, which is used in a number of other types of firms, uh, types of uh, uh, products. Uh, carbon fiber is one of them as well. So there's a, a wide variety of it. Yeah. What's happening now, big trend is natural flake mined graphite is replacing um, some of these synthetic graphites that are out there because it's uh, better for the environment. Yeah. So, so why have you particularly chosen to focus on uh, graphite? Well, uh, when I looked at the economics and the industry itself, what I found was that um, uh, there is no large major corporation that's involved in the production of graphite at this point in time, bar one. And the only one is Imaris Carbon and Graphite, which is located just 50 kilometers north of our, our location, La Lutte, uh, in Quebec. Yeah. And so I'm fascinated by the fact that um, this is an area where uh, a lot of small um, manufacturing or processing sites exist and small mines exist. But um, it, it's not a, a area where there's a large major, uh, such as in lithium, there is a couple large majors, such as yeah. SQM and the Chinese. So uh, we're interested in that because that means that because of the demand for electric vehicles, we know that the majors will be interested in this in the future as the amount of graphite produced and required increases. So that's why we're in graphite. Um, I think it's the best place to be in the in the sector. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if you can tell the audience a little bit about, obviously, the project or projects that you're involved in, where they're exactly located and why you've chosen that area. And I, I suppose talk about what what stage your company at at the moment yeah uh, at this point in time we've explored three different projects in quebec looking for graphite we focus only in the province of quebec in canada and uh, nowhere else uh, we think that's the best jurisdiction plus uh, the best mineral occurrence uh, are are in that sector uh, the only mine as i mentioned before that operates is in Quebec, just north of us by 50 kilometers, but they're uh, located there because there's also the port of Montreal. Uh, so the very important because it's 100 kilometers uh, south of our location. So uh, we are we're looking forward to uh, this particular project. It is near surface graphite. Uh, it is fairly high grade between seven and 10 percent is some of the uh, in, uh, holes have indicated and there's a contiguous two contiguous deposits that we've already seen that we're going to define into resources so we've got a lot of things going for us infrastructure uh, plus minerals plus everything else yeah um, obviously you're mining lithium and graphite um, are they in the same deposit or is it two separate operations you're looking at 
No, right now we're only focused on graphite, okay. and it's uh, the the deposit we're looking at is only graphite. There's other lithium opportunities, but we haven't gotten into those simply because you can't do two things in the mining industry at once. You want to really focus on something that um, that uh, takes all the attention. And uh, what we've done is really looked for. Uh, three three different projects. Then we chose one from those three to focus on and bring to a preliminary economic assessment and feasibility. Okay. Um, and so what do you say is the sort of future demand for graphite? Um, and where is that demand coming from? Well, there's various types of graphite. Of course, you know, as, as everyone knows, pencil lead is graphite. And uh, that's that's very cheap uh, material. It doesn't have to be pure. Um, and then there is an intermediate step, such as the um, steelmaking industry and uh, other things uh, similar to that, uh, lubricants, etc. Uh, but the the most uh, important aspect is the electric vehicle and nuclear um, industry, which has the most growth to it, and it is. It's required to have high-grade, large-flake, high-purity carbon graphite. And so those are three things that are very rare to find all in one. And so that's why we were looking for a specific deposit with all, all of those three indicators, including it being near surface and near a port. So, uh, you know, people say it's easy to start these projects up. There's graphite everywhere. Carbon's very common. Well, not in this form, not in this uh, particular location. And it's all about the economics of a project. That's what's important here. Yeah. So how did you dis discover the, the, the actual deposit? We're lucky enough to have a geologist that um, works with us. That is a qualified person and, uh, and signs off all of our releases that, um, that introduced us to the project and has been working with us uh, uh, side by side in order to, to encourage the development and et cetera. So we're slowly um, buying the project from a vendor. Yeah. And so we own 80% of it now, and we will own 100% of it shortly as soon as we uh, complete the option. Okay. And, and so what are the sort of future plans for the, for the company? And I suppose looking at the sort of short to, short to medium term over the next three to two to to, I suppose, two to five years. Yeah, that's a perfect outlook to look at. Bloomberg um, Economics has released information indicating that the real ramp-up for uh, electric vehicles and thus the materials required for them will happen in 2022. Right now, we have about um, uh, uh, 200 to 300,000 tons of material that's used for electric vehicles. Well, that should double and triple in the next few years, and in fact, by 2030, would be nine times as high as what's required now. So in order to, to have those mines online to supply that kind of demand, we have to start development now. And then, uh, so this is a great opportunity for, for investors as well as uh, firms that are looking for, for projects to, to invest in that have uh, uh, outlook of uh, two to five to ten years. Um, so uh, we think that we can get to a feasibility study within about uh, two to three years and then actually start uh, doing the mine build within 
uh, five years. Right. Okay. And what, what's your team made up of so so far? Right now, we're we're mm-hmm. primarily a small group uh, at the management of Lamico, um, and uh, so we have uh, four directors, two management, and then also the uh, the office located in the geologist. Uh, um, office in in Quebec, and so uh, we really can hire on um, individual contractors uh, in the next little while um, that would would help with all of the various different activities. So uh, we don't intend to grow too fast. That's sometimes the problem, and we try to put as much money into the ground and into the development of the project rather than into administration or fancy offices. Yeah, I understand. And have you decided on what exit plans you're looking to do? Are you looking to um, maybe develop and then construct it and then sell or not even to that stage or or actually then um, actually mine mine the the resource? Well, there's a a number of different options opportunities available to us and it really depends on financing that's available certainly we have stages of approximately three million to develop a preliminary economic assessment another 12 million to develop a feasibility study and then there would be a mine build uh, between 70 100 million and those are all guesstimates right now yeah but each stage you need financing to to build it and if we come to a point in which we cannot raise the next level, then we will have to bring in partners and potential uh, purchasers. But if we get right to the uh, the end and start production, uh, I think we'll have a very, very uh, profitable mining operation that will last for 10 or 15 years and throw off a considerable amount of funds. Yeah. <clears throat> and have you, um, have you looked at ways you're going to look to finance? obviously going through each stage yeah yeah we look at equity and we're also looking at convertible debentures and loans at this point in time anything that will benefit shareholders and take away risk the main risk we have right now is 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 finance we need to have uh financial partners in order to to secure um, the people we need and the engineering firms and everything else. So once that's in place, um, we really have taken all the rest of the risk away, which is the the property risk and all of that. So we hope to uh, to reach out and, and attract those uh, financiers once the market is, uh, is more cognizant of the demand uh, that's going to come in this particular sector. Yeah. Um, and concluding... Um, why should people um, sort of follow you or investors? Why should they invest in in um, Lamoco? What What would you say as a concluding summary? Why should they? Why should people uh, f- sort of follow you guys or invest in you guys? Well, if you're climbing Mount Everest, you want to have someone who's climbed Mount Everest before, and so uh, having the experience of of being able to uh, build. From one million market cap, a, a company that was bought out at five hundred million and now is worth uh, the mine is worth twenty billion. And, you know, we've got some experience and watched uh, watched what's happened. And so, you know, you have to be very, very careful. Um, we are careful management. Uh, we know the direction we're going. We know the the waypoints along the way. 
And so that's why I would think that uh, with my background and my experience and my team's background experience, um, we're worthy of uh, some consideration. Okay. And some of the other directors, what are their backgrounds? Well, uh, our, our CFO, Jacqueline Michael, uh, who's a director, has sold a, uh, a company uh, previously that was a cost estimation to a company in Hong Kong. So she was actually part of the uh, – she kept the public – um, shell that was there and that's what started Lamico back in um, 2008 um, the other directors are part of large institutions Julius Gallic is part of Primerica uh, we have um, a self-made millionaire um, named Gabriel Iridelli which is a, a large shareholder and so you know what we have I think which is very important is we have consolidated our shares within about 20 shareholders there's 40 percent of ownership of the company and um, and so that that helps in in sort of um, moving the project forward to know that uh, there's long-term thinking at play here and we're really looking for a home run we're not looking for um, a 2x or 3x here we you know this is an opportunity that can create multi-generational wealth and so I want to attract people who have that vision yeah certainly and obviously like you said a commodity that is is going to be in demand um, um and obviously increasing in demand but there isn't too much of a um a supply at the moment um and like you said there's there's not many other competitors out there that are that are mining graphite and hopefully you guys would be a one of the major forces in the industry in, in producing graphite well we're certainly aiming to be that and i just think back to you know the kinds of trends that have happened in in technology and uh, and the kinds of industries that's developed if you look back at uh, the computer uh, that was developed in say 1980 by 1990 everyone had a computer and at least heard it uh, heard about it and yeah. and the developed in in the 1990s and then the smartphones started in the 2000s and then social media started in 2010 each one of those threw off amazingly large multi-trillion dollar industries in which uh, many people made money in many different types of of um of of companies and we think that the requirement for materials um to make lithium-ion batteries is a key key uh, insight that we've made and that we're right there ahead of the wave of people who will then also uh, make that same decision and come to the same conclusion yeah. so this is why we're uh, where we are now yeah all right Paul really appreciate your time uh, in um, doing this podcast um, obviously like I said graphite is a is a commodity that um, that is going to be in demand um, and it's good to hear from someone that's actually involved in graphite and, and looking to mine that. So really appreciate your time. Um, if our audience wants to uh, connect with you or contact you, how can they go about doing that? Yeah, our email is info at lomico.com, our website, L-O-M-I-K-O.com. Uh, we certainly have um, social media, uh, Twitter, um, Instagram, yeah. and, uh, and Facebook. Uh, uh, where you can connect with us and we uh, have a, a community of shareholders. We're looking to develop a community of investors, people that uh, understand uh, 
the future and understand the focus of the company. That's how you really make a big win. We're, we're not very highly priced right now. We have a small market cap, but uh, we trade under the symbol LMR, okay. LMR Canada and LMRMF in the United States. Okay. Okay. That's good to hear. And um, alternatively, if you've got any questions for uh, for Paul, you can email me, and my email address is rob at mining-international.org. Um, like again, appreciate your time, Paul, um, in obviously taking your time out to do this podcast. Um, hope the the audience has enjoyed that, especially obviously a commodity that um, I haven't we haven't spoken about on the podcast. Um, and obviously, if you want any more information around <coughs> around um, Lamico or even Graphite, then um, yeah, please reach out to Paul. So um, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, happy mining. Thanks for listening to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. If there are any topics you want discussed or questions you want to ask any guests, then you can email us at rob at mining-international.org. Or you can follow Rob and Mining International on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube for more content and to have your questions answered. Until next time, happy mining.